Hello everyone, I'm Anthony Barone and this is SEO in 2024. Anthony, what's your number one SEO tip for 2024? My number one SEO tip for 2024 is going to be taking your real life authority and putting it online. So as you know, developing, you know, topical authority or entities or entity SEO, E-E-A-T, being able to take that real life authority and putting it online through various forms, such as improving your about us page, improving your bio pages, adding author bios, showcasing your qualifications, your skills, education, literally think of it as your own LinkedIn and Wikipedia, but on your website for you to detail to Google and users that you are who you say you are. Okay. And you say on your own website, so you can't rely on social media, on LinkedIn to have that content hosted and demonstrate who you are. I would still have, you know, the, the, all your stuff on social media and control those things and make sure all the content is correct. But when we're talking about SEO, we want to have it on your own website to make sure that when Google's looking at your content, you're telling Google, you're telling users, Hey, people who wrote this content, people who work in this business are who they say they are and they are legit because at the end of the day, humans buy from other humans. So that's what we want to, that's what we want to talk about. So if an SEO uh, operates their own consultancy and it's under their own, their business brand, um, they've also got maybe their own name as their domain name as well in their country. Is it completely fine just to have a page on their company brand website that talks about them? Or should they ideally have two different websites, one that talks about them, them personally and also their own separate brand one? Uh, I think you could do a bit of both. So like usually you would have a page on the company website to then lead to that one, but it just depends on what you want that, what do you want that personal website for? If it's just like a bit of a portfolio, great. And you want, just want people to check it out. Awesome. But if you really want to use SEO as sort of like a lead generator, then yeah, you'd have all that content on there. You'd have blogs, you'd create content for that and treat it as you would as a, as a separate website. So I don't see the issue with having a bit of both because if a lot of traffic's coming to your company website, you've opened up that door to have that page talking about yourself to then lead them to your website. And then yeah, also doing the SEO for your own website by building up the authority on that too. So yeah, I can't see why you can't do a bit of both. So what ideally do you have to include in that page about yourself and how should you talk about it? I mean, for instance, should you talk in the third person uh, and what volume of content are you looking for? And then maybe can you talk a little bit about things like schema? Is it necessary to, to mark up that content as well? 100%. So usually you'd probably do it in a, in a third person. I'm more of like, I would probably just write it as how I talk. So it's pretty more natural. Um, you don't want it to be too like, you don't want it to be like an encyclopedia where it's just so so structured and so like stiff because again, humans buy from other humans. So you want it to at least when people are reading that, get a sense of who you are and what you do. I think the basis you would have uh, your education, your qualification, your awards, articles you've written, places where you've been featured, if you've done PR and things like that. And just, you want someone to read that and get a sense of who you are as a person. And I said, like, if you're an owner of the business, why history, you know, experience, like Google says, experience, expertise, authority, and trust, and, and really hit those nail, hit those nails on the head. So yeah, when you, I think you'd want someone to read that and go, Hey, I want to work with this person. Cause they, they, they know exactly what, what they're doing. And I trust them and then scheme markup definitely. So yeah, helping, helping Google to crawl that easily by having some, again, simple, easy to, easy, easy to create scheme markup to clearly tell Google and who it is that you are. You say that um, usually you'd uh, deliver that content in the third person. And I think I, I must admit that um, until recently, I thought um, content written in third 
person sounded fairly pretentious and yeah. um, I didn't really relate with it. How, however, um, I, I've looked up a couple of people recently on Google and found that their LinkedIn profile generated their knowledge panel and the about section within the LinkedIn profile was written in the third person. And I'm wondering if Google is more likely to want to feature that content if it is written in the third person. Uh, potentially, but yeah, I, I'm always with the one where you don't also want to over-optimize everything as well. So like, I look at it and go, yeah, follow follow the guidelines, see see what works. But like with those with those types of things, as long as you're conveying the message to Google and users that you know you're legit, you are who you say you are. You're giving them, you know, it's like if you're talking to them in a conversation, and you're like, hey, what do you, you ask them questions as you would a you know two way conversation? What do you do? Where'd you go to school? Where'd you grow up? How'd you get into the game? Like, think of that conversation and then just try and replicate that that online. So when Google's looking at it and humans are looking at it, they get a real sense of of who you are. And if you offer SEO services, for example, should you be including that in your about section, talking about your SEO experience and perhaps making it more likely for users who check you out to want to do business with you? Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, it's the same thing as you would a plumber, electrician, or, you know, a jockey. Like, by detailing that experience, you're detailing, hey, I've been in the SEO game for five years and I work with these big companies and here are some of the awards I've won and yeah, because like you're not going to go to a, a doctor that has no qualifications. You're going to go to a doctor and see all the all the awards on the wall, and you know make sure that they're all legit. So yeah, I think it's the same thing. People love love that experience, and that's what you want to be. That's what you want to be talking about and focusing on. So yeah, definitely be detailing how long you've been in the game and what you've achieved and things like that. I guess the tough thing about spending much time in that is it's hard to measure the direct impact at doing that. So is it possible to measure the impact of of spending? all that time ensuring that your profile is there online and you've created a great personal entity. I think it actually, well, again, knowledge panels and things like that as they develop. Now, again, it's not just related to your website. Yes, you've got, you know, other social signals as well that you want to control and, and develop. Probably not like a real hard, like a quantifiable number, but like you can, honestly, you can look at your traffic, you can look at Search Console, you can see how much traffic is coming through. You can see if that's made an impact in terms of like if you're adding author bios and you're adding internal links to relevant pages are people going through to those pages how long are they staying on the website so you can try and grab some grab some numbers but like yeah i'm probably not going to sit here and say look if you if you there's like a direct you know a one plus one equals two sort of thing with this it's again part of a and i hate this word a holistic approach to seo it's just it's it's one big part of it where you're doing your best to tell google who you are and what you do and add that credibility and I think, honestly, even if you threw numbers out the window, you should be, you should be telling that to, to, to people anyway. You do that in real life. You do that when they walk through your store. So why not, like, should there, do that, does it have to be a number attached to that? Well, you know, think of it as you're in Wikipedia and LinkedIn on your website. You're talking about who, who you are and you're giving people the real story so that they buy from you because humans buy from other humans. So yeah, with things like that, I would probably not 100% discount numbers, but like, yeah, think beyond sort of the numbers and the, and the real world impact that that can have. Absolutely. I mean, that's the real answer to it as well. It's, it's, it's a tough question, but um, I'm reminded uh, by Gary Vernichuk's answer to that question. And he was asked, you know, how do you measure the impact of this? And he said, how do you mar- measure the ROI of your grandmother? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's personal, it's intangible, but um, you know it's the right thing to do. Yeah, right, 100%. So chat GPT is obviously an important element of SEO at the moment. And I guess having your own personal profile online, your own entity that you create for yourself helps to differentiate yourself from ChatGPT content. Yeah, why not? I think, well, ChatGPT, again, is just scraping things from, from the internet. 
they're just scraping, scraping things there. So like, funny enough, we had an inquiry come through because someone had searched up best SEO agencies in, in shortage and uh, Studio Hall came up and like ChatGPT was used. We didn't do optimize for it. It just happened. So, mate, you know, it's, it's one that, again, the way we, use, the way we would uh, recommend ChatGPT or the way we would use it or tell people about it is like, look, get it to speed up your website, get it to, get it to speed up the work that you do, be, be more efficient, help you out with ideation and writer's block and things like that, but just don't let it do 100% and don't copy and paste it because that's what everyone else does. So you must have done a little bit of analysis on that to see why you came up for that. So what, why do you think you came up number one for that query? I think it was because well, one was location-based because they were literally just down the road and the intent of the keyword they used was literally best SEO agencies for shortage and we came up one of five. So I, I'm going to say it's location-based. I don't know the history in terms of what, what they searched before on ChatGPT, but one of the biggest things was definitely location-based. Okay, okay. And I would imagine you're a fan of creating entities for everything that you can do. So your own company brand, the products that you offer as a business, as well as yourself personally. 100%. I really love schema markup and some of the team will really dive in deep into schema markup. So trying to develop that as well as improve content offering and improving more, improving the ability to create content, working with clients to be able to get better content out there and really pushing the EEAT and entity SEO idea, especially with the advent of SGE and, and uh, AI and search. So yeah, definitely something that we're trying to do more and more for ourselves and for clients. And yeah, schema, schema is a big part of that as well. And do you imagine that that's going to be essential moving forward a few years into the future as well? Because I'm imagining that um, the bots AI is going to get more more intelligent about um, understanding the the the, the relevance, the the intent, what users the contents for. So perhaps scheme is not going to be as relevant to bots moving forward. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think schema still helps out with with um, like it's like it's like the standards, like the basics. There's no harm in doing it. I think, yes, you know, Google, as we've seen with SGE and perspectives, they'll pull more from social signals and you having a presence on other channels where they can grab more information about yourself. So yeah, I still think schema will have a role, but yeah, we're, what we're going towards is Google being a bit more of an overall sort of looking at all these other so, social proofs or social signals, because anyone can say anything on their website where Google will then look at other websites, other platforms, other social medias and go, uh, you know, have we seen this person before? Where have they come from? Da, 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 da. So like, I think. Your schema will be a part of it, but you're going to have to have a presence on other areas as well to then feed in to what, because Google's going to be crawling that as well. So to feed into that sort of knowledge graph or knowledge panel or knowledge about yourself or your company, being prevalent on other, on other social media platforms and having your business and information elsewhere just helps Google to get more information. So yeah, that'll be a big focus rather than just like my website, number one, that's all that matters. It's where, you know, it's a big, big word out there now with so many different things why not have a presence on other areas? Because it will help your SEO, will help Google to understand more about you yourself, your entity or your business entity. And you touched on ChatGPT briefly. Do you recommend to clients that they involve ChatGPT in any part of their content creation process? So this is what we say. Do not copy and paste. Do not let it do anything. 80-20 rule. So like you literally go, hey, you're still going to have to use it to speed up uses the speed of create ideas, writer's block, page structure. Like you can do that, but don't let it write it. You are the expert at the end of the day. So we tell the clients that like ChatGPT is not going to replicate your 30 years experience as being a lawyer. They might be able to pull contracts together and do this and that and the other, but you've gone through those cases. You've fought those battles. You've dealt with clients. So getting that point across. So yes, ChatGPT will help to 
you know, speed things up just like, you know, the typewriter did and the printing press did and the computer did and so forth. ChatGPT is the exact same. People have been doing article spinning since before ChatGPT. So yeah, I think with the way we talk about it with clients and others is use it to speed up your work and be more efficient and use it well, but don't let it do everything because it does, it's not you. Only you can be you. ChatGPT is not going to be you. The temptation with with tools like that is that um, you can use it to create content very quickly. So you want to be um, be careful about, I guess, the quantity of content that you're producing because you can go slightly off topic and it can be challenging for search engines to understand what your website's about. So I, I guess that you'd recommend them to, uh, or, or website managers, content producers, just to be focusing on um, very closely around the the, the, the content they should be producing around their website should be very closely associated with the brand that they represent. 100%. Quality over quantity. Who is your target market? Who are you trying to talk to? Who do you want to buy from you and engage with you? And then how are they? And once you've got that target market and you have an understanding of that, what are they searching to find you? And then creating and tailoring content around that and then putting the right in, put the, putting the right prompts into ChatGPT to give you some ideas, then create content. And then you're having to edit, tweak, improve upon that sort of chat content. So yeah, just don't let it do everything. You know, don't outsource, don't outsource your thinking. Just help it, help it, help it help you, essentially. Don't outsource your thinking. That's a, a t-shirt or at least a tweet. 100%. <laughs> if an SEO is struggling for time, what should they stop doing right now so they can spend more time doing what you suggest in 2024? I think if you're, if you're, if you're an agency like us and you, you get caught up like, okay, the results aren't moving, but you're really getting stuck into the nitty gritty. And a lot of business owners just don't understand SEO. So I think doing things that will move the needle, such as, and these, again, good fundamentals, good basics. Obviously, technical SEO, getting your, getting your ducks in a row, making sure that's, that's clean. But things that can really move the needle is jumping onto your Google search console and seeing what can, you know, second page, third, second page uh, opportunities there are to move that to the first page, improving that metadata, improving that page structure, improving that content on those specific pages, and there's some quick wins that, you know, with the way Google's constantly crawling, crawling websites, you should be able to see an impact within a month or two to see, hey, we've improved X page, we've improved the heading structure, metadata, internal links, and content. And client can see it and say, here's the before of this, here's the after of this. And we've done that for all these important pages that match up with your business goals. And look at this is where we started and look at this after three months. And you can really, you can really showcase that impact, improved click-through rates, improved impressions, improved clicks. And that can be something tangible that a client can see rather than like, oh, we did a server log analysis to find this, that, and the other. Like no one cares. So that, they're some of the things that don't get too deep into the nitty gritty SEO stuff, especially if you're an agency like us working with clients who don't understand that stuff. Focus on things that will, that will impact it. And, and like, like, like football, good fundamentals and good basics. And have you found that you can go from page two to page one, just improving the basics like title, meta description, bit of on-page content and internal linking, or are there other elements you have to add to that to get that kind of increase? Uh, I'm not going to say that's a hundred percent. Like if you just do that, that'll get you number one. We have seen with, you know, keywords that are off the second page of some decent brands that we work with, they are end of second page, top of third page. And within three to four months, we have improved title, meta description, on-page content, so say for a collections page in e-commerce, on-page content, adding internal links and fixing up the heading structure of those pages with a bit of schema markup, we've seen improvements in three to four months to get that to uh, bottom of page one and middle of page one, sometimes even top three, but even that quick of a time, just doing those basics, you know, WordPress website, web, you know, Webflow, Shopify, doing those basics, we've seen impacts to go from page top of page three 
two to then one. Great thoughts. A lot to think about. Anthony Brown is co-founder and managing director of Studio Hawk UK. You can find him over at studiohawk.co.uk. Anthony, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2024. Thank you very much, David. Appreciate it. I've been your host, David Bain. Get your copy of SEO in 2024, the book, over at seoin2024.com. <laughs>